You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show podcast here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. It is a buy, seller, hold Wednesday. So in a moment, we'll get started on that. Who knows what topics uh, will come up. We, we'll usually cover everything from sports, movies, politics, theology, etc. So we always have a lot of fun on a Wednesday. But gentlemen, first, we mentioned CRTV. They are the benevolent overlords here. They make this podcast free for the people by agreeing to underwrite the cost. And one of the reasons they do that is in exchange for us talking about what we do on CRTV. And we just wrapped up production for today's television show. Let's give the audience a preview, Todd. Go. Well, I learned a couple of things. Uh, you asked uh, five questions. And uh, and Daniel Horowitz was a part of it. And we often had, they were true-false responses that you wanted. And mm-hmm. we often, at least one of us, often had a, a different response. And I think that was instructive of the conversation we had yesterday about trying to analyze what any particular moment means in terms of its consequences. It's just hard to figure out because we'll go off and squirrel on the next thing so quickly. That's the first thing I learned. And secondly, I was reminded that Richard Marx is a national treasure. That's right. Our very first ever Richard Marx reference, I know for sure in the history of CRTV, but I don't think I have referenced Richard Marx in my uh, somewhat long, definitely tedious, mostly inglorious career going back to 1999. I think we have our very first Richard Marx reference, and I think you should subscribe to CRTV. Just if that's not if that's if that's not the close, like if I don't get my coffees for closers for that, like if, if Alec Baldwin doesn't storm through the front door right here and at least give me a set of steak knives for using Richard Marx in 2018 as an incentive to close a sale, then by golly. What's this world coming to? Aaron, what do you want to preview for today's show? You know, in the first segment, you basically finally find our um, broadcast television analog. We are basically Seinfeld. We really are. This show is basically Seinfeld. A show about nothing. Yeah. I mean, essentially, Todd and I admitted we don't know anything and are very uncomfortable, therefore, speaking on topics we are employed to discuss. Other than that, you should subscribe now. (laughs) <laughs> While you still, <laughs> hey, that's that. You want now? Listen, if if Richard Marks doesn't compel you to go to crtv.com and use promo code Dace, then us admitting truly how out of our depth and uncomfortable with today's subject matter we truly are, I I got nothing else for you. I can't do anything better than that. I mean, I'm I'm stretched thin here, man. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> well, that might be being kind. You know? I mean, I'm down know. here in the rice paddy right now, man, in the rice paddy delta. And I mean, we're under fire here and I'm taking it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Any further embellishments? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm on the rack right now, man, being scourged, and I don't know what else you want me to do for you. Don't you have a book, too? Pre-sales? <laughs> yeah, pre-sales, now available at Amazon.com. It's called Truth Bumps. <laughs> Got a few T-shirts left. Speaking too. of uncertitude, <laughs> let me tell you about it in twelve chapters. <laughs> I, I just want you on one hint. I don't know anything. <laughs> I've got a book coming out called Truth Bombs. Yeah. What am I doing? What is this? This is why America. didn't you stop me? This is the beauty of America taking place right before our eyes. All right, so CRTV.com is how you can subscribe. And why wouldn't you, by golly? CRTV.com, promo code DACE, if you use my last name, D-E-A-C-E, you get a discounted subscription for both the shows that don't know anything and the shows that know much more, like the great one, Mark Levin. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, discounted subscription. Cost you just about a quarter a day. You can't beat that. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. All right, let's get to it. It is a Wednesday. Let's play a little buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, with a little help from his friends, will put out a series of provocative statements for the rest of this podcast. And then Todd and I will decide, are we buying that or are we selling that? And hopefully we'll have at least one good reason why. One time per show, we are permitted to put a hold. But unless the proposition is, we all agree, unanimously agree, um, perilously lame then you have violated the dude code by not taking a stand and you will be mercilessly mocked for it. Aaron, go ahead. All right, we'll start off with uh, Andy, who says Brett Kavanaugh will breeze through confirmation. I asked him to define breeze, and he says Dems will be dumbest last uh, distracted. Kavanaugh will look like dad of the year. Murkowski, Collins, and McCain will vote to confirm. I have no idea if he'll look like dad of the year. I agree with most of that, though, with with the premise of defining what breeze means. We're in an election year. The left's unhinged. There's only 52 Republicans. And this is this is really the first opportunity to change the direction of the court since... If you could have gotten Scalia and Bork together, but you got Scalia and Kennedy instead. Okay? So that's now what, 30 years ago? Bork was Bork 85? 80, like, oh, it's more than 30 years ago, right? Yeah. So under those conditions, you know, if the expectation level is left's going to be out there literally lighting themselves on fire, dousing themselves with water only so they can then light themselves on fire again. If the expectation level is that's kind of what we expected to see, we won't quite see that. Um, So, I mean, it will still be very contentious. It'll still be very divisive. But I think a lot of it will be masterpiece theater, you know, playing to their respective masses in advance of the election. Yeah, I'll uh, buy. I think the only way this isn't the case if if he does himself in uh some way I, whether it's some some actual nonsense that is turned up i think that's less likely than, than him through through cowardice and trying to tiptoe through the raindrops instead of just standing and delivering he somehow nukes himself i don't think that's likely either i think it's going to be a buy 
Uh, Ordinary Steve says the office of president will always be subject to the dude code, even when occupied by a female. No, we well inherent in the dude code is um, it's it's not trans on any circumstances. Dude, we we recognize and accept uh, transcendent standards like uh, what's a dude and what's a dudette. Okay, so sell I sell as well for the all the same reasons uh, let's see Melissa Standish says Fruity Pebbles is a better cereal than Fruit Loops Melissa that is the finest I think buy sell hold we have had in quite a long time mostly totally because agree. mostly because Fruity Pebbles are gluten free and Fruit Loops are not at least in my knowledge Todd <laughs> Fruity Pebbles is on my all time list yep absolute buy heart yep and sometimes buy. sometimes you gotta go healthy and go the Cocoa Pebbles route no um, but otherwise it's Fruity Pebbles uh, fruit, I, I haven't had either in a very long time I haven't had either yeah, you, I haven't had you, either in a long time but yeah. it is because I don't eat cereal a lot in general anyway yeah. but it is yes. on my all time list I agree yeah uh, we have one. We had a couple about um, Ben Sass this week. We'll start with TJ Morgan. He says, um, Ben Sass is actually a small tent conservative. What does that mean? Small tent. I think he means small tent uh, Republican, being, uh, meaning that um, the opposite of progressive, where we just let everybody and anybody into the party. Okay. Um. I'm going to sell only because I don't know. We don't really know what Ben Sass is. Bingo. Uh, we, we, we know a guy who academically gets conser- seems to get a lot of the foundations of conservative, conservatives, conservatism at a root level. But we really haven't seen that play out whatsoever since he, in how he's acted on fights in the Senate as a senator and I give him some deference on that because this isn't a great and this isn't the best atmosphere to flash that anyway but we really don't know and I think the fact we really don't know is emblematic of you have a lot of young committed conservatives your age Aaron love mm-hmm. Ben Sass right and the Bill Crystal crowd loves Ben Sass at the same yeah. time and so what that tells me is when you have those two groups of people liking the same candidate, then that candidate hasn't truly declared himself adequately on who he is yet, and people are kind of projecting things upon him that have yet to be defined, Todd. Yeah, I'll sell. Um, and regarding Ben, ben says this is nothing personal against him. It's actually personal against all the people who really – it's that poster like um, – He's, she's just not that into you, man. Let her go. Like, what, can we stop? I, I still see it come up. Why? What indication is Ben Sa- Ben Sass giving you that that he's the White Knight? I, he, I mean, there's that photo of him out there smoking heaters. Uh, or no, he was he was just came back from a jog. But no. I think like Charles Schumer, and they're just talking. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any sense of what his sense of purpose is because he's not giving it to me. So I agree with you. So Andy Spader says Ben Sass becomes Jeff Flake 2.0 by 2024. I'm going to sell on that too. So uh, because we don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, we don't we don't know. So this is more like a hold then, based on your last two answers. But based on both you guys' last two answers, because um, you don't know, so it's a hold. Well, I think I can. You know no, what? Let no. me do this. I, I think I can safely say, by the foundational, fundamental embrace of conservatism I have seen from SAS in multiple forums. I would equ- I would equate SAS right now to Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, he's he, Jeff Flake is David Souter. Okay, he's the guy you elect as your stealth candidate, and then he just gets in there and screws you for years. All right, Jeff Flake is David Souter. Ben Sass, I think, will is at least Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, meaning an upgrade over Anthony Kennedy, but not Clarence Thomas either. If that makes sense. Now he we he we could surprise us though when he gets in there and be be Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito or he could just be an upgrade over Anthony Kennedy. So I don't think Ben Sass is a rhino or anything like that. Ben Sass right now has a better as a higher liberty score than Ted Cruz does at our on our site. If you guys have been there recently, I don't know how many people know that or not. Yep. I think he's actually number two in the Senate right now behind only Michael E on liberty score. But that speaks to how he is getting young, principled conservatives of your age to like him and Bill Crystal at the same time, because because he doesn't take the lead on anything. I think a Bill Crystal is looking at Ben Sass and thinking, "Yeah, I can do business with that guy," when he's probably far more conservative than say Ben Bill Crystal would be comfortable with. But he hasn't declared himself yet, so we don't know that we're projecting. But I don't think he you 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 don't intimately defend the foundations of conservatism and become Jeff Flake. All right, you might not you might not be, you know, uh, Ted Cruz calling McConnell a liar to his face and doing filibusters. You know what I'm saying? You might not be that, but you know you don't have to go that far to be a committed conservative either. You just may also be a guy from Nebraska who's a former college professor, and you're just it, you know it's a little bit like what Kurt Schilling was saying on our sports show today about Mike about Mike Trout, right? Yeah, Mike yep. Mike doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't want to lead. And it's not that he's a punker. He's just a prof- he wants to go play professional baseball and go home. Yep. He wants to come in and come in and do go through his pregame routine at two o'clock. He'll go balls out and then he goes home. And he just he doesn't so, care about the nightlife yep. or any of the other stuff. You know, doesn't have a Twitter account that I know of. Mm-hmm. Just wants to be the best, or he just wants to play the game. Happens to be the best in the world at the moment. What do you think, Todd? All that? I mean, really? Uh, dead on. Dead on. Uh, let's go to this one. Uh, after November elections, Jeff Sessions will be fired. Trey Gowdy will be appointed attorney general. This is from Gender McGenderface. <laughs> that name. Um, sell. There will not be another attorney general that Donald Trump does not believe. He can tell him to jump and he will say how high. Period. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think so. Trey, Chris Christie, then. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, well, who's the head of the FBI? What's his name? Christopher Ray. Where did Christopher Ray come from? You just said it. Yeah. He's Chris Christie's right hand man. So, um, that doesn't mean I don't. I see. I think Trey Gowdy absolutely would do whatever, would perform whatever, in, would 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 agree to whatever indecent proposal Donald Trump demanded. But his, but but a lot of Trump's perception of conservatism is driven by what he sees in the media, and so while those of us who are informed conservatives know that Trey Gowdy is the ultimate all hat no cattle Republican, right? 
talk a big game, you know, pull Hillary's dress pants down on Benghazi, and then nobody gets indicted, nobody goes to jail, right? Uh, you know, do the same thing with Peter Strzok last week. Nobody gets indicted. Nobody gets to that's, really that's, good shadow boxer. Yes, it, but since most of Trump's perceptions of conservatism comes from the media, the perception is Trey Gowdy's some kind of badass. And he backed Marco Rubio over Trump, and he was never Trump or something. And so Trump will never do that, believing Gowdy's his own man. And he's not. Okay? He's not. I mean, Gowdy, for, for, to be AG, if Trump said, here's what I need you to do. Um, you know that scene in Con Air when they're on the plane? And the dude with the splotchy green eyeliner and the pack of Newport lights in the dress comes out provocatively dancing to Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to need you. And like in his best Bill Veckman voice from, or whatever that guy's name was (laughs) from Office. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm going to need you to do that. I'm going to need you to do that. And write down, and write down Madison Avenue on a Saturday as you scream out, Trump could shoot somebody here and you'd still vote for him. Uh, Gowdy would say, why do I have to wait till Saturday? But Trump won't, I think, understand that. So Trump's going to take a known, a known schmuck. Somebody that he knows. Day one. Does whatever he says at the snap of a finger. Man. Yes, again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Gowdy, you, the, all the more proof you need of what Steve said is true is how he, the reason he's leaving is because he realizes that the jig is up on that but you he knows he can reinvent it he's he's in the media all the time right now he because he he can still be that person just on camera with whatever gig he gets up oh he's not going away he's just going to do his shtick for pay a lot more money on some network but he just knows the well trey gowdy's political motto is will kvetch for food (laughs) (laughs) uh jason (laughs) Jason Rowland, that was good. Jason Rowland uh, has two separate ones. We'll take them one at a time. Uh, new kickoff rule this season for college football is an abomination. What is it, by the way? I've heard. Oh, that, you can call a fair catch yeah. inside the twenty-five or something yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's an abomination. So you're selling? Yeah, I'm selling on that. Yeah. I, why? No, not why are you selling? Here's my the the point I might have of saying. It's an abomination is just because do they know why they are doing this? The, the, <laughs> the level of tinkering. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll with tell you sport why. is just getting so dumb. I'll tell you why. It, it, this actually here's the problem. Football is doing to itself what the media and the Democrats are doing. So all we heard was treason the last three days, right? What's going to happen if we get actual evidence of Trump committing treason? What's 50% of the country going to look at that and say? Fake we, news. You know, well, well, yeah, fake news. You said, yeah. we, I thought he committed treason already. Yeah. You guys told me, you told us we were going to die from net neutrality. You told us we were going to die from pulling out of the Paris Climate Accords. You're going to die from tax cuts. Brett Kavanaugh's killing us. Why do I care what Brett Kavanaugh's going to do to me? I'm dead three times already. <laughs> right? When you do this, then when you later on, when you have reasonable criticism and the evidence thereof, it's, it's the classic boy who cried wolf story. 
Well, because football came up with this tackle radius, and uh, can you hit them between the femur and the lemur uh, at a 19-degree angle without your face mask, even though you're wearing it, uh, and don't put your helmet down to protect yourself. Instead, put it up so that your neck might get snapped on somebody's freaking kneecap, one of the hardest bones in the body. And can you do that like only uh, you know six times in a game while we are reciting um, the... Uh, the prayer of Canadian lament. And because they did all this, you know, these stupid targeting calls that no one knows what it is in college football. You know, what's so funny too, is when you watch sec games, dude, watch sec games and how targeting is called in the South compared to the rest of the country. That's actual football. Yeah. It's funny. Like there, you, there needs to be a clear intent of a maiming. Yes. And there's no targeting call in the Southeastern conference. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you are, unless you're basically doing a Jack Tatum from NFL Films 1979 impersonation, it's got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty blatant. Like in the big up in, in the Big Ten, they're like, "Well, we think you might have intended to target, uh, so we're going to let it go." So the whole thing's ambivalent. Well, because they did this. Now, legitimate attempts to make the game safer are going to be ridiculed. Do you know, and it's not even close, on what, what causes when the most injuries occur in a football game? Do you know when it is? The most serious ones, anyway. It's not even close. It's the kickoff. And it's because you have 11 yeah. on one side and 11 on the other. You're running at full speed. And, and since you're running at each other, you're not cognitive of where the ball is at, right? Yeah. And then you might be doing this for a kickoff that goes 10 yards out of the end zone and is a touchback. Yeah. But if you don't do that re- without knowledge of where the ball goes, you're flat-footed. The guy brings it out. He just runs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The most it, – it's this is – every study has shown this, and it's not even close. The play, the, the play where the most serious injuries occur is the kickoff. So let's say we didn't have the last four years of targeting schmarketing. We didn't have the last four years of in the NFL of, does anybody know what a freaking catch is? Does anybody yeah. know? Let's say we didn't do any of that. And let's just say we had all these problems with CTE and you found out, hey, you know what? And they, and they came out and said, hey, we looked at it, man. And the number one time that we have serious injuries that it's not even close is the kickoff. And now this is a play that most teams aren't even taking it out of the end zone anyway. You know, let's preserve the physical aspect of football. Let's just mitigate a play that doesn't have much of a bearing on the yeah. outcome of games anymore and move on. Would you say anything then? No, which no. is why I asked the question but I since asked we've to done, begin with. Yeah, but since we've, since we've done everything other than maybe the players should wear panties since we've done everything yeah. short of that no. yeah no that's that's now exactly that sounds what it ridiculous is. yeah now that we've emas- emasculated the sport let's actually get around to making it safer yes that's exactly right because because a lot of people complaining about making the sport safer hate the sport yes that's why they this is a, this is a wedge issue for them to get in it's 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 usa today a few years ago when i wrote the response to their editorial page on football's not safe and should be banned. And my whole response was, and I was, remember I told you at the time, I didn't think they were going to publish it, and they did. I don't believe you guys care about football being safe because you're the same people that argue about putting women on the front lines in battle where they could be, ki- our, our moms and sisters, where they could be kidnapped, yeah. gang-raped, and disemboweled. And here are grown men in peak physical condition wearing 15, 20 pounds of pads and you're worried they might blow out a knee, but hey, let's have a woman go out there and get raped for a law and call that gender equity. 
You don't care hey, about safety. Yeah, you just hate yeah. a masculine-driven meritocracy. Yeah. That's what this is. And we're going to put uh, Ronda Rousey in the Hall of Fame of MMA uh, just because, you know, MMA is not a problem at all, even though it's far more dangerous exactly. on a person-to-person level. Yep. Uh, that was a good... Should, that, and fire up the league, Greenwood. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> that was a good question, Todd. Uh, second part of Jason Rowland's um, suggestion: the new rule allowing red shirt, uh, the new rule allowing freshmen to play in four games and retaining their red shirt. Brilliant. I would buy that. Absolutely. Especially it's long overdue. Pro- programs like Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, if you, meaning when, when Aaron means by that are programs that they're developmental programs. And what does that mean? It means they're programs known for bringing two stars in at 18. And by the time they leave at 22, they look like they're four stars. And bringing three stars in. And by the time they leave four years later, they look like they're five stars. That's what we mean by a developmental program for those of you that aren't uh, in, in, in on the uh, – uh, secret handshake here in the collegiate sports scene. And so giving them a chance to get some early action. But you know what? It's great for the big boys, too. And what I mean by big boys, because Wisconsin's a big boy, obviously. What I mean are the teams that recruited a big boy level. Mm-hmm. Because you've got a, you've got 40, something like half of the quarterbacks that signed in the class of 2016 have transferred. Because, you know, if a guy, if a guy gets beat out at left tackle at Wisconsin, what can he then go play? Guards, right tackle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean something. Yeah, yeah there's four other spots in yeah. the line, yeah. right? If you get beat out of quarterback, what do you do? Right. <laughs> Only one guy can play, right? And so a lot of these guys are transferring. Well, what this redshirt thing kind of allows is now, if you're got Nick, if you have if you're at Nick Saban in Alabama, who I think's had three quarterbacks transfer on him in the last two years, and may have another. Now you can say to Jalen Hurts, if he's worried he's going to get beat out by Tua Tagovailoa, you can say to him, hey. It really is going to be an open competition. I'm gonna the first four games you guys are splitting reps because you can play four games and not lose your red shirt. And the first four games you guys are splitting reps, and we'll put you out there. And if you can beat them out, then you get to start. And if you don't beat them out, we'll declare you a red shirt, and you can transfer next season and have all your eligibility restored from playing. That's a that's a great. I'm for anything. You know, I don't. I, I'm for anything that empowers the players because I believe in capitalism. And this isn't 1990 anymore, where your scholarship's worth fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and and that it, the amount of money the Big Ten is paying every team this year over fifty-one million dollars just from the Big Ten network. That's not counting the money you're making yourself. When the business model changes, so so should those whose toil and labor is being capitalized uh, was capitalized upon to make the to enhance the business model. Right? Isn't that capitalism in and of itself? Mm-hmm. Okay. The more money I make, what happens with you? How much more money do you guys make? More money when I make more money, or do you make less money? How does it work? I think Before. more. That's the way it works. And the players are the ones that do the bulk of the work. So the more the sport is enriched and the more it grows, the more they should be rewarded. Now, I don't believe in flat out paying them. And you, the same for the same reason, it's a bad deal for the players. They become employees. Everything they do is taxable. Training table, uh, medical, medical help, everything's taxable. That's a terrible deal for the players. But certainly there are things from a freedom standpoint, from an empowerment standpoint, that can be done to, so that the, the players ought to be on the same playing field as the coaches from an empowerment standpoint. What do I mean by that? If a coach can just leave in the middle of his contract and go take another job, and, 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 and the only thing he has to worry about is consideration. Is there a buyout I have to pay or what have you? And the players ought to be provided the same thing. We're not talking about 14, 15, 16-year-olds here. We're talking about grown men. 
We have been we have been allowing and permitting men to tragically die in Iraq about the same age as half the quarterbacks in college football for the last 18 years. So they ought to be treated like adults if they're going to if 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 if, if these schools are making these unseemly amounts of money off of them. Just my view. Yeah, I think I uh, agree. Just to be clear, does this it is this the first four games? Nope. Any, any four games. Any four games. I think this is I, this is this is a direct advantage for programs like Iowa and Wisconsin. It's not so much for like I heard somebody try to make the case that it's just as much of an advantage for the Ohio states of the world, but that's not really true because they already have the five all the five star guys. So there's not really if you're for, for example, say you've got a great you know say you've been starting somebody for eleven games if you're Iowa kick returning who's not super fast but at least they're you know at least they won't fumble the football but you need an x factor in your final game put in some freshman who would be like a 99 speed in Mm -hmm. madden or something something that the team you're playing against has not had any time to prepare for it's a complete surprise that's how this benefits a team like iowa with ohio state who's going to be faster than the the guy guy that they already have back there chances are nobody on their team that's Uh, a good point yeah so i think this is plus, plus plus those guys the reality is, if, even if you're getting redshirted, a lot of the guys that the Alabamas and Ohio States are recruiting, are that, that they're not sticking for a fourth year of eligibility. Yeah. If they were red, if they were redshirted, they're leaving after the redshirt sophomore and redshirt junior years of the NFL. Or if they weren't redshirted, they're not staying that fourth senior year, but they're leaving after their junior years. Where I do think it does help the big schools is at one position, and that's quarterback. You have you have a you can you can keep a guy who may not True. win the starting job longer True. now because he can stay and and doesn't feel like he has to leave right away when he gets beat out. Other than that one position, there's one other place that it helps every kind of team. Bowl games. If you're LSU and you had Leonard Fournette sit out your bowl game a few years ago, or or Christian McCaffrey at Stanford, and you've got this five four this four or five star running back who now that we're at the very end of the year. He went through all of summer, all of the fall. He's not, he doesn't look like a freshman now. You know what I'm saying? He's been in your program for six months. He's been up since June. He's done all the workout. He's, he's grown. He's matured. And, and now you don't have a McCaffrey or a Fournette in your bowl game because they don't want to risk injury to go play in the NFL. And you can't play their obvious heir apparent that you've been redshirting because you want to waste his eligibility for one bowl game. You know what I'm saying? Now you can do that. Like a year from now, your team. Jonathan Taylor decides whatever bowl game mm-hmm. Wisconsin's in after the 2019 season. And if it's not a playoff game or the Rose Bowl, he might say, guys, NFL, tailba- or NFL court tailbacks only have so much tread on their tires. I carried the ball 280 times to the last three years in a row at Wisconsin. I'm not risking this in the Outback Bowl. And Wisconsin thinks they recruited the next Jonathan Taylor, but they've been redshirting. You know what they get to do now? They still get to keep his redshirt. And if Taylor sits out, now you get to play that kid. And that'll make bowl games very interesting, the chance to see a lot of the, the red-shirted youngsters for the first time. Yep. It adds an element of interest to them. I agree with that. Here, I have no idea if this would be a concern, but which is it's why I asked the question. So let's say your schedule is really the toughest in the middle. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, this particular season, the bar isn't super high. Doesn't this, couldn't you take a player in not play them at all the first four games play them the next four games 
and then not play them on all yep. the rest of the see that part i don't like i don't like that's that's doesn't that seems to be outside the spirit of the rule it seems to be gaming the system like the yes one of the things the sec does is you know we have this thing in college football rivalry weekend the last weekend in november alabama auburn michigan ohio state you know right okay well in the sec what they do is the week before rivalry week is when you actually play your last non-conference game usually and and that means they're playing and they're playing scrubs like you know mcneese state they're playing you know third world countries see what you could do if you're nick saban for example you've got five four five stars sitting see, on the I bench think you're, you understand you got I'm... auburn coming up next week yeah and you're just yeah. like I'm I'm just gonna throw yes, my yes. red shirts out there and, and not risk any injury at all. Treat this like it's a bye week because we can throw our helmets out there and beat you know uh, Lamar. Uh, and I'm just and, and I'm gonna let my red shirts play. The crowd will love it because no. it'll be like the first it'll be the first time they get to see some of these you know high falutin mm-hmm. recruits. So there, there's a there, now the Lamar game's more interesting. Before people were kind of like, so when we pull the quarterback out, now you're going to be like, we're going to see the freshman play the whole time, and you save your guys for that Auburn game. See, I now I hate this. It, it either needs to be the, the first four games, or because of what you said, the bowl game. I don't. I I because you have your non-conference season. You're. I mean, every team is kind of figuring something out during that time. It makes sense. It, you're gaming the system if you can do any four games you want yeah, that's to. A decent I think. point. That's a decent point. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Fields says, back to politics, there will be no significant spending cuts throughout the entire Trump administration. Bye-bye. I buy. I, I was buying it, no significant spending cuts. Yep. Didn't matter the administration. Yep. Any administration. Yep. <laughs> Any administration. Bye. Sound tough but fair. Yep. Uh, Tony Mercer says, maple bacon ice cream. Uh, buy. Not all the time, but buy. It's not a sell. I wouldn't sell. Yeah. But but it wouldn't be in all the time. Yeah, I'm selling. It's there is bacon that here. Maybe bacon cannot make everything better. Yes, it can, Todd. It's pretty close. I don't know. I, I, haven't, well, found, I haven't found that, something yet. So it's made is, worse. Sometimes I run. What is wrong with you? Seriously, but, I mean, what, did no, you hear? Everything you're taking. Did you hear the words that came out of your mouth? You're taking something that's 90% true and then saying, well, let's go all the way to hunt. No, that's called binging. No. We're, no. no, we're taking something that is 100% this true. This is America, baby. When did binging become bad? Yes. We we invented binging. Todd, would you, would you, okay, would vinegar be better with va- with bacon? That's don't, a don't false answer that. choice. Don't answer that's that. That's a false choice. Now, I will say this, I, where I think in, Todd may be going in general. Bacon, of course, is excluded from this, what I'm about to assert. There are things that you think putting them together. This is all I'm saying. It's great. Like, I remember one year from my birthday, it's when the whole macaroni cheese pizza craze first began, like five or six years ago. And I was like, dude, macaroni and cheese was a freaking food group to me from about 13 to 30 years old. Because you're the ugly American. Yes, absolutely, baby. Then you put put some tuna in there for your protein. Yeah, now... Now we're cooking with gas, okay? Were you that, doing that as a kid? That beats, I mean, that beats top ramen any day of the week. I mean, now that's good. Were you do, putting tuna in mac and cheese? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's yeah. That's weird so, as a kid. Um, and pizza is a food group. And all, they, of, all, all, again, yes. all real Americans understand this. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. 
right? And the old Hulk Hogan song. And one of the lyrics in there is, pizza's a food group. Look it up. True fact, bro. So it would seem like putting these two ugly American delicacies together is sunny and share. It's peanut butter and jelly. It's chocolate and peanut butter. Like, remember those commercials with the Reese's commercials where the kid had the scoop of, of, of or scooped the chocolate in the I peanut do. butter? I was that kid. All right. I'm still that kid now. Uh, it's just dark chocolate and organic low carb peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it now with Birkenstocks on and my socks pulled up to my knees. <laughs> uh, and it stains my skinny jeans. Anyway, um, um, it's not good. Macaroni cheese pizza is not. I've tried several varieties. None of them are good. And don't put them together. That's kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So I know it sounds like bacon and ice cream should go because they're both great. I bet, I bet like if you're like at a, like a country kitchen or uh, what's another sort of Southern country restaurant chain I'm thinking of? Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. And you know, you're there on catfish night Ooh. or you're getting breakfast for dinner and getting a mount, mountain of pancakes and you have them bring out, you know, a scoop of maple bacon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you're kind of like, Yes. But I don't know if I had a choice between chunky peanut butter attack ice cream or mint chocolate chip yeah. and, and maple bacon and which, which one of these pints I'm taking home. Once again, we know maple the Maple bacon is finishing, a, it, it, it's finishing a distant third, guys. Yes. So it it's is. not a sell, but it's not a buy all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, one more before we get on to a uh, quick list. We just did like this, this whole Rhett and Link thing like in the last 10 minutes here with the bacon and the ice yeah. cream. Yeah. No. That's like a this sounded like a Rhett and we, Link episode. Yeah, we could definitely What's Rhett and Link. We could do that show wow. better than than Rhett and Link do that show. Uh this one is from Pat Riot because I promised he sent me like 5000 suggestions last week and I didn't use one of them. <laughs> and You should just and I'm not going to use any of them now. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Actually, yeah, we don't have enough time. We should probably move on to the list. <laughs> I'm telling you that now to tell you I won't be using them again. This one <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Now that is not a dude code violation. What just happened actually was a, a dude code arm. honoring. Yeah. Yes. The dude code was just upheld. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he says now must bust one another's uh, testicles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Pat Riot says Trump will be the first president to officially condemn the Armenian genocide. I thought they already had mentioned this, hadn't he? Or somebody in the administration did. But do I think if someone just put like a piece of paper in front of Trump? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I think that he would. So yeah, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Wait. That that reminds me of like every time there's a picture of Trump turning around and holding the bill or whatever that he's just signed and yeah, the their white, memes the, now with all kinds of weird stuff boards. and I look yeah. at it like that might be true I don't know if that's fake news or not it's so yeah which is why we don't know if he's ever done anything like that so he, he'll sign I think he'd sign just about anything. All right, uh, we started last week with the best uh, logos, the top 25 logos in uh, college oh football, and uh, th- it was based on what's on the side of the helmet, and the guy who has 80,000 Twitter followers, you remember that episode, he is yeah. apparently... Proved yet, we proved that we have not yet made America great again. He's, that, he's that like the, the Kylie Jenner of um, of Twitter followers, apparently. Uh, you know that that type of thing. This week it is USA Today's for the win top thirty two NFL logos. Of course, the two rules for uh, all time or current ones. Current, okay, current. Because yeah. all time, it's like the Patriot dude on the side of the old New England Patriots helmet. Don't you think? 
that from the from like the seventies with the red uniforms and the little patriot all- dude hiking the football. Yeah, that'd be like my all time favorite. Really? Yeah. So you got to agree. America. If you buy, you got to agree generally where this, uh, where the uh, list, uh, where the item is in the list. If you sell, count. Okay. All right, number thirty-two, New England Patriots. The new one. The new one. Yeah, That's I don't the like Elvis the new pre- one. Yeah, the Elvis. That's Elvis the president. worst. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's the worst. So I'm going to yeah. sell. I don't sell. think it's the worst. Yeah. No. That's just uh, trolling. It's, it's definitely. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yep. It's definitely a downgrade from from yesteryear, but it's not the worst. Number thirty-one. Philadelphia Eagles. This is a terrible. That's yeah, it's sell. It's great. We're off to a yeah. great start, folks. Love we did this. I feel like we I did, did this, this show week. last week. Yep. We just changed mm-hmm. the names. Yep. It's Eagle, like the innocent. Yeah. Yep. When we when I was a kid, we got the uh, my brother and I for Christmas got the football helmets that they look like real football helmets, mm-hmm. but they're you know they're they have padding Classic. in them but not enough to play um and they didn't have the packer ones for whatever reason i got the eagles and my brother got the chargers and i know well it wasn't the great the, the, I, I, the white chargers with yeah. them but it was still they were those are well we're gonna get to see where the chargers are so yeah, yeah that's a good eagles are great number 30 baltimore ravens i agree I, it it looks like a crow and i know and a ravens and crows are close i'll buy this one because i don't think there's actually a lot of bad helmets in the nfl because there's everything's so professionally think, done yeah. nowadays. I think you're this right. This is one of my least favorite ones. Though. Yes, so I think you have to take it. Now I agree. Number twenty nine, Cincinnati Bengals. I think this should be number thirty two. Really, I think I, I I've always the, loved the Bengal stripes. I like the but, tiger stripes. Yeah, it's just the B though with the tiger stripes. That's not super inspired. There's, wait, there's not a B with it. It's, no, no. The side of the helmet is just the no, stripes. This is, this is not the side of the helmet. This is the uh, actual official logo. Oh, yeah. So okay. you were right for the first three. It's the, but for the Bengals, the official logo is just the B with the tiger stripes. Okay, all right. Because you're oh. right, the, the helmets are actually cool. You're right. I don't like the B. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I uh, didn't even know what. Because I've, I've how seen how many what he's official logos about. are different from the helmet. Now I'm confused. It's, what? It, I've seen what he's talking okay. about. It's, it's, it's Most like, of them are the same. Some of them are different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-eight Tennessee Titans. This is one of my favorite logos, actually. Yeah, I don't have a problem with, the, with it on the with uh, what's on the side of their helmet at all. Yeah, it's on the I side. Have, of I, I have a problem with the fact that like the Vikings do now, where they wear like three. Well, they don't. It's not as bad as the Mike Tice era. In the Mike Tice days, the Vikings and the Brad Childress era, the Vikings were wearing like three shades of purple, and it just used to annoy the oh, heck yeah. out of me. So now the Titans, I like when they had Steve McNair and Eddie George, like their uniforms were color co- coordinated. Now it seems like they wear three different shades of blue, and they look like an Arena Football League team. But the helmet, I don't have a problem with their helmet at all. I'm going to sell on that. I can't even. What is its helmet? I can't think. It's of their it. logo it's on the little, side of the helmet. It's, it's the, the white helmet with the Titans tea. logo. Yeah, yeah it's what's the little the, T with the streamers coming out of the back? Oh, the, yeah. Well, I can't even think of it. So yeah, that You're, that should be low. So yeah. I'll take it here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-seven, New York Giants. It's just the N and Y. I know it's kind of classic and vintage, but I. You know what? Actually, you're right because they went to the older Y A Tittle era. NY. Mm-hmm. Like the old from the 80s, the Bill Parcells era, the NY and the Giants with the underlying script. I thought that was kind of lame. But I love going back to like the throwback NY. But the problem is there's only 32 of these, and so I don't know what's to come. So I'm okay with it being here. I yes, guess. I'll buy. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars at number 26. It's just the Jaguar head. Um, this is. I, I've always thought that they've. Never quite capitalized on how cool a Jaguar, Jaguar logo could, could be. be. So yeah. I guess I'll buy. Also, I can't. It maybe it should be even be lower, but I'll. Yeah, I'll buy. I guess. 
that's I guess I'll buy but this is my new benchmark because I, I kind of like the Jaguar actually do you? I do but I know that we're already into the 20s now yeah. right? and some classic ones like mm-hmm. the Steelers and others are still to come so well, like for instance the Jaguar is definitely better than the Cardinal on the side of the Cardinal's helmets don't we agree on that? yeah the Cardinal yeah yeah, so yeah, then, but I, the then, Cardinal I'm, then I'm selling. You can't have that the, one's classic. You that's can't have the Cardinals changed. ahead of the Jacksonville. The Jacksonville, the Jacksonville logo changed like last year. I've always thought that the the, the Cardinal respect. is just it's baseball. It's not not because I mean there's nothing mean about it. It just it's not it's never done the job of whether it was in St. Louis or Arizona. It was mm-hmm. just a bad look. Uh, number twenty five, Miami Dolphins. It's just the circle, spiky circle thing with the dolphin. Um, so yeah, if, if anything, I, it should be lower. Yeah, they've always had some of the coolest uniforms, the teal and the orange. Yeah, but the they're kind of the opposite of the Titans. Where I like the Titans helmets, I just don't like the rest of the uniform. I've always loved Miami the Miami Dolphins uniforms. I just don't like the helmet. Bye. Number twenty four, New Orleans Saints. Oh, no, Sal, this should be higher. It's, it, it's got the what? What's what? What is that thing the called? The Florida League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The French thing. Yeah, I, I think that's got to be higher because it's, yeah. it's it's better than the Cardinals. That's my new benchmark yeah. now. Since we haven't gotten to the Cardinals, yeah. is the is your logo better than the Cardinals? Do we all agree New Orleans logo is better than the Cardinals? Agreed. All right, so Sal should be higher. Number twenty three, Carolina Panthers. It's the Panther head. Is that better than the Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. Sal. Yeah. Uh the Seattle Seahawks. It's just the, the, the Seahawk head. I don't like it. I hate their uniforms. I hate I, I hate the green. They in fact this yeah. is my least favorite helmet and logo in the NFL. I love the old Steve Largent, Dave Craig, Kurt Warner look, but when they change to like these mallard ducks thing, I can't, I I hate this uniform more than any uniform in this league except when the Browns had those brown and orange with the block letters <laughs> yeah. you couldn't numbers you couldn't read like when they when Johnny Manziel played there a couple of years ago i hate these uniforms i hate them this this is the the classic totem bird that's what no, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. They have something else. Like it looks like a duck. It's like a mallard. Really? What you're talking about is what they had in the is the logo they, isn't the thing on no, their the helmet anymore. The logo is like a totem bird, yeah. That's the logo. Is there? Is the? Did it change like recently? Yeah, it, they changed it like in my, when Mike. Well, in the last ten years. That's well, their helmets are still age. the totem Seahawks. Yeah, yeah right? but it's a it's different Seahawk. one now. It's not the cool one when we were kids. Like that. That It'll Steve. Steve. Steve Largent wore. Uh, really? These look. These Steve now look Hall. like. I mean, they they look. They look like mallard ducks. I can't stand them. Yeah. Well, they, they look like camouflage for uh, an you know an amphibian assault. Oh, oh, you're talking about that one. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Their official logo is still uh, is still the totem seahawk. The to- totem seahawk. They you're talking about the front facing one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. I understand your complaint on that one. Well, if it's I don't not, know if that's their, the, I don't know if that's have, their official logo though. Is it? They have looked like they are preparing for an amphibian amphibious assault for the last ten years. Yeah. I can't stand them. Well, if the if it's the totem seahawk though. That should be higher, and at the very that's my my wife is not a big football fan, but uh, on her behalf, she, that's like her favorite for whatever reason. She loves the totem Seahawks, so we'll go higher. Twenty one, the Los Angeles Rams. That should be lower. Not not a huge fan of the Rams. It's just the Ram head. Oh, well, yeah, I don't like. I love the helmet. It's not the because it's a total rip off yeah. of Michigan's helmet. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Well, the old school one anyway. Um, but I agree that their logo leaves much to be desired, doing? and they've made and they ha- they are making the worst uniform choice in the NFL right now. 
followed closely by the although the Chargers have other cool uniforms like their modern uniforms are cool the Dan Fouts era uniforms are cool the greatest uniform in American pro sport is the San Diego Supercharger powder blues from the Lance Allworth era they should just wear those all you're the more time. certain about that than like anything and in life it's gravity as certain as I am that gravity exists yes um, a close second are the classic old L.A. Ram uniforms, the blue and the gold ones. Those are great. And they haven't gone back to them. They, that, was the, that was almost as bad of a uniform switch as the Seahawks made when they switched that in St. whatever they're wearing now in St. Louis. And now they've gone back to L.A. They were wearing like the old blue and white ones last year. Those were butt ugly. I mean, those were butt crack ugly, seriously. So I'm selling on this. It should not be this high. Why do the official logos matter? Why aren't we doing helmets? Because we all think they're cooler. Most, most, of, most of these logos are on okay. helmets. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, let's speed this up a little bit. Number 20, Arizona Cardinals. Sell. Sell. Yeah. Uh, number 19, Kansas City Chiefs. This is the one that they wrote the least about. They just said yawn underneath it. It's you the arrowhead what? with the KC. I'm, I'm fine with it being right in the middle. I yeah. maybe have it a little lower, but I won't argue okay. with it. I'll buy. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers number 18 sell unless it's the old, the old one. one was cool but this one, one is yeah, the new the, one this it's was the skull yeah. and crossbones yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yep. so the old one was better that's like one of the few things in, in sports design where I will say the old one was better uh, number 17 Denver Broncos it's the pony that's on meth I'm gonna sell I think the old one yeah when they had powder blue and orange, the John Elway, that era. Oh, that, and the Denver. Yeah. The, the unicorn. Yeah, the, yeah. That was well, the actual, didn't it, did it have a cowboy on it or is it just no, a, yeah, just but a I, unicorn? Yeah, just a unicorn. Yeah. yeah. So, so. A, a Bronco, a Bronco, yeah. a Bronco corn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number 16, Detroit Lions. Mm, is it what's on the helmet? The, it's, it's, it's the, the lion. It's the lion. Yeah. I've always thought the, the lion is super cool. So I, I think I'll sell because I think it should be higher. I love that lion. I think putting it like right at sixteen, yeah. five hundred, yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. It's not bad enough. Not bad enough to rebuild your team. <laughs> not good enough to be championship relevant. Is freaking perfect. Yep. <laughs> Number fifteen. My psychosis is coming out already. <laughs> Camp doesn't start for a week. Yeah. I'm no. twitching right now. I am twitching right now. Number fifteen. Atlanta Falcons. It's just the Falcon. The red like and black fal- yeah. Falcon. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, good with it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Um, Falcons, uh, Sal, it's, eh, eh. Uh, number 14, San Francisco 49ers. To, to me, Sal, I mean, I, I, if you, you, I guess you could take it to be like, it's, it's been a franchise that's had a couple of great eras. And so you could look at it at the, at their logo and like the way you look at a Penn State helmet. Right and think because of what it's associated with, mm-hmm. it's not plain now. It's it's understated elegance. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of the logo and everything. I'm going to sell. Yeah, sell. All right, number thirteen, Washington Redskins. It's the Indian Chief inside. Oh, the it should be higher if anything. Yeah. But I'll, I'll buy it here. But it should be higher if anything. Buy just to troll all the SJWs out there. Buy, buy, buy. Yep. Uh, number twelve, the Cleveland Browns. Their logo is sell. just the Browns I'm helmet. Sell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're selling. What? The Browns were this high. Can you what? Sell. Does yeah. it list from the Cleveland Plain Dealer by any chance? <laughs> mm, it's uh, FTW. Okay. Uh, maybe it's WTF. I don't know. Uh, 11 <laughs> for the win. FTW.usatoday.com. Uh, 11 San Diego Chargers. Or I guess it's the Los Angeles Chargers now. 
the lightning bolt. Yeah, it's a, I, I think everything about their uniform logo, everything's cool. The name Chargers, love it. Yeah. Other than the fact they're playing right now in a soccer stadium that has 30,000 fans. Yeah. Everything else is cool. Number 10, Chicago Bears. Just so, see. Uh, to me, that's one of those things, if you're not a fan of that team, I don't know why anybody would aesthetically, objectively think, that's what I want my team to look like. Yeah. I mean, it looks like we're going to work in a meatpacking plant. You guys are called. You guys were literally sponsored by a yes. packing plant. You have cooler uniforms. Sell hard sell. Yep, selling. Okay, number nine, New York Jets. It's the NY Jets inside the green. See, I think the thing. Jets old school Namath era logo branding Where that Parcel switched to jet on it. Yeah, know? is some of the best get up in the NFL. So I buy them being in the mm. top ten. I'll sell. I yeah. Number eight. I like when I get like all excited. He's like, oh, I'm going the other way. Thanks. Num- on. Number eight, uh, Houston Texans. It's the it's yeah. the, the cow skull thing. I, I actually like their whole uniform a lot. I think their whole I think the holistic. It's met, better use of the red, white, and blue color scheme yes. than the Patriots. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think the helmet in of itself is great. I think it's one of the best five or six uniforms in the NFL, stem to stern. But I don't think the logo as a standalone should be this high. So, so. Number seven, Green Bay Packers. It's just the the G, the green and gold and white G. Now, to me, this is your Penn State. This is where, because of the history and tradition attached to it, this now carries a certain understated panache, as opposed to, why do you just have a yellow helmet with a G? So I'm fine with it here. I'll buy yes. it being in the top 10. Of course, bye. Number six, Minnesota Vikings, the Viking head. Agree, it's a cool look. I like it. Cool logo. Bye. Number five, Indianapolis Colts. Sell too high, yep. Yeah, sell number four. Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo, the raging uh, Buffalo. Very underrated. I agree. Yeah, sure. Bye. All yeah. right, number three, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's this actual symbol another steel, another yeah. variation of the Packers, and yeah. that yeah. because of the tradition attached to it, it's sort of like Notre Dame's playing gold helmets. You're yeah. like, you know what it means. Yes, yeah. I would have accepted this as a number one. Yeah, number two, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, these are well. That was my first eleven pro football, yeah. and the look in and of itself yep. is just so Agreed. totally cool. Yeah. Yep. And number one, the Dallas Cowboys. It's the, I can see why it's number one. I mean, I don't think it's better than the Raiders or the Chargers, but in terms of the power of the brand, right? I can, it, it, it for most people, it would be an easy number one. Yeah, and the whole, like, I, it doesn't necessarily make any intuitive sense that the Cowboys' colors are what they are, but it's also, it's, that somehow is metaphysically well, perfect with the star. It's just, yeah, they're... That's the thing, too, is the... I've never understood the color of the pants. Like, this, like, fluorescent... You know what I'm saying? The color of their pants doesn't match... Like, I love the uniforms they almost never wear. Like, when they when they go on the road and they play another team, that like, well, the Redskins don't anymore, but for most of our lives, the Redskins would wear white at home. And so when the Cowboys would go play in D.C., they'd always have to wear... The blue. Mm-hmm. See that uniform actually is the full getup of Dallas's actual colors. That home uniform, the pants don't really match the rest of the team's colors. Oh, the silver pants is that what? You're yeah, talking? there's a there, the, the tint of the color or something is kind of off. Hmm. But um, that star is one of the most recognizable logos. When, if you did a list of top ten pop culture logos, like Superman's S, Apple. I'm not, I can make a case the Dallas Cowboy star might be in there. Yeah. yeah. It's just that powerful of a brand. Yeah. All right. I'm out of here for the next couple of days. I'm going to Idaho. 
to speak at a uh, ministry conference, a youth a youth conference. So we're looking forward to that. You guys will be here. We shall. Holding down the fort while I'm gone. Don't forget, we love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Please click subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher there. Please give us a review if you have time. If you like the show, we would appreciate that. Thank you to all of you that have already done those things. We greatly appreciate you. I will be back on Monday. Todd and Aaron will be here tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you